Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Bienvenidos a Soy Violento Soma Cabro Podcast. Yo soy Dee. Y yo soy Ali. Y hoy Ali les contará de un caso que sucedió en Boston, Massachusetts. Missing white woman syndrome is what Gwen Ifill called the attention that white women receive from the media and authorities when they go missing. In a conference, Mrs. Ifill stated, If there's a missing white woman, we're going to cover that every day. This has been proven true based on the low coverage that women of color receive when they go missing. But shouldn't we all be given the same attention? This is the disappearance of Reina Carolina Morales Rojas. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. When white women go missing, it's, there's just all this attention and resources and outpouring of support and, and, and everybody wants to know what happened and let's find her. I said, how is this possible that a woman can go missing for a month and a half and we don't pay the same attention, we don't give the same resources to find her? I have to say that the way that this case was handled upsets me. Okay. Before doing research on Reina's case, I had not heard of her. And maybe you haven't either. But that is because no information was put out when she went missing. As of now, there is more information and news coverage about Reina thanks to community advocates in Boston. I am assuming, again, not many of you have heard of Reina, and if you have or have additional information that I do not address in this episode, please reach out to us. But if you have information that will be helpful in regards to her disappearance, I will provide you with contact numbers at the end of this episode. The missing white woman syndrome is real. How many of you have heard of Lacey Peterson, Gabby Petito, Natalie Holloway, or the Watts family? Even if you don't know in detail about their cases, you can recognize their names or have seen extensive news coverage on them. We want to highlight, do not take this, you know, please don't take this the wrong way. 
We are not asking for them to not receive media coverage. We want everyone's case to receive attention. We want people to be found and get justice. Every person, no matter their age, sex, race, or socioeconomic status deserves the same attention. Not just from the media, but also authorities. Lauren Cho deserved the same attention as Gabby Petito. This is not about race. It is about being a human being, and we all deserve that. Um, I agree completely when it comes to giving the same equal attention around uh, any missing persons case or any, you know, murder case. I feel like a lot of the cases that we do highlight and do focus on has to do with, um, sadly, with, with you know, being white and, and, and giving this platform for people to to go above and beyond to find answers but when it comes to uh people of color or um from other ethnicities or even you know their sexual preference because a lot of lgbtq community members go missing and they don't get the they don't receive the same equal attention um i really i've i've come to realize that if the media doesn't cover it if the if other people don't cover it then it's somehow our responsibility as uh podcasters to say something about it um any little details that we share with the community it helps them at least be heard um and i know that it's difficult to put that much pressure on ourselves or any of our other uh fellow podcasters to to have that responsibility but sometimes It's the only way these cases get any sort of attention. Um, But overall, I feel like we we as uh, people of color deserve to have the same equal opportunity to have our information be sent out to the media and for the police to put that much effort to find us. Um, Because no family, no uh, partners, no children should feel like the police isn't doing anything to find their their missing person. Um, I feel like we should all have that same equal opportunity because at the end of the day, we are human and we are we are part of this community. And if anybody else went missing, whether they were white, black, Asian, you know, Native American, Indian, we would still go above and beyond and look for yeah. them. Because they're, um, they're human beings. It's not like I said, yeah. it's not about race. It's about being Definitely. found. It's about getting the resources, getting the support. It's everybody should be treated equally. Exactly. So, again, it's not about race. It's about the equality that we deserve as human beings to, to, to hold ourselves, hold the media, and hold the authorities accountable for... Um, they're spreading the information and when they are lacking that we are responsible to also demand that same justice yeah, we're gonna speak up people. yeah reina es una mujer salvadoreña de 41 años que emigró a los estados unidos en mayo del año 2022 ella vivía en santa ana el salvador 
y tiene dos hijos adolescentes. Reina was a police officer back home. But, oh, wow. Yeah, but decided to come to the United States to start building a better life for herself and for her children. Of course. Reina empezó a trabajar en el aeropuerto en East Boston. Su hermana Alicia Morales describe a Reina como una, excel como una excelente madre y hermana. Alicia y Reina son muy cercanas y de acuerdo a Alicia, ellas hablaban todos los días. A Alicia se le hizo muy raro cuando ella le llamó a Reina el día 26 de noviembre del año pasado y sus llamadas se iban directamente a voicemail. Me imagino que entre más le hablaba y no escuchaba de Reina, Alicia se preocupó más. Alicia sabía que Reina nunca pagaba su celular por si pasaba un, alguna emergencia con sus hijos o su familia. Yeah, Ellas, to always be connected. Exactly. Yeah, because they're adolescents. They're 13 and 15 years old. So yeah. her being all the way over here, she wanted to make sure her kids, you know, that well, she was yeah. there for her kids. Yeah, especially because, you know, sadly, El Salvador is a very dangerous country. And, and having especially teenagers and, and their boys, it's oh, even boy more dangerous for a boy and a girl. Yeah. Well, either way, it's still either dangerous way. for anyone. Yeah. So for her to keep her phone on constantly and being connected is it's very important. Yeah. Obviamente, entonces, Alicia se le hizo esto muy raro. She started to get very worried. Alicia decidió contactar al landlord um, donde, vi donde vive Reina, que se llama Francisco Magaña para obtener más información de su hermana. He was the one who filed the missing person report on November 28th. Oh, wow. Yeah. How long do you think it took the police to inform the public of Reina's disappearance? I don't know. I mean, at this point, I feel like it, it, it'll take them more than 48 hours. Okay. Before I get into that, let's talk about some ways that the authorities have responded based on cases we've covered, stories we've heard. Um, so in some instances, when someone goes missing, the police immediately, they either immediately put on an alert yeah. and informs the public of a missing person, right? That's one thing we've heard that, that authorities do. They're really quick. Yeah. In others, like el caso de, de el que tú cubriste hace unas semanas, de Monica de León Barba, the family was encouraged to avoid talking to the press due to Monica's safety. Yes. Which is, it's understandable. Yeah, especially because they're dealing with um, kidnappers in Mexico. So it's a little bit different. Yeah, and they had been in like communication and they were asking for them, money. Yeah. yeah, so that's another Uh, another way that police authorities have responded. So either they put alerts out there really quick, get on it fast, or like in Monica's case, they tell the family to avoid the press. And in other cases, family members have been told to wait, yeah. right? Wait 24 hours, wait 48 hours. Um, or they're a runaway, they'll show up someday. Exactly. Or have you checked a friend's house? Like, They ask all the these questions. The boyfriend's house, yeah. Right. 
And when someone you know goes missing, the last thing you want to hear is the authorities tell you to wait 24 or 48 hours. Yeah. So let's go back to the question I asked you. Reina was reported missing on November 28th, Mm -hmm. 2022. Mm -hmm. And on January 12th, 2023, over six weeks after the report was filed, the Boston authorities pusieron un aviso al público de la desaparición de Reina. Oh my God. That's, that's literally two months. Almost two months. Six weeks later. Wow. The most crucial, uh, like the crucial time to find a missing person is in the first two days. How can they wait almost two months? The public, that's why I told you I was in the beginning, as I say, I was frustrated with how things were handled. And the public and media did not find out about her disappearance until that day. Obviously, the community was infuriated. They were upset. Everyone is asking the same question you just asked. Why did they wait so long to inform the public? In an interview, Victor Evans, a deputy superintendent of the Boston Police Department stated the following. It's a misstep that happened. And we as a police department own it and it shouldn't have happened. When asked if six weeks was part of the protocol for an alert to go out on a missing person, he stated the following. No, it's not. I mean, the public alert was sent out six weeks later, but prior to that, a lot of investigative work went into it. We have canvassed the areas for public and private video. We have utilized her photo through several law enforcement agencies, not only in Massachusetts, but around the country. We have utilized the access of drones that, ha- that we have, along with canines to locate Ms. Rojas. I called bullshit on that. I am not a police officer, and the police have not shared additional information on why they did not reach out to the public. But I wonder, if you're not coming across any clues or leads, wouldn't you want to inform the public in case they saw or know something? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's crucial to do an investigation right off the bat. Right. To people that are nearby or, or yeah. the, the route that she took. Because the memory of, of her is freshly in their mind. People are going to forget within months. We bump into so happened. many people in one day. Yeah. We're not going to remember every single face. No. It's so crucial for you it to... Is investigate within the the first few hours to see what happened what people saw because that's exactly what they're going to reiterate as soon as they go missing it's completely insane to assume that you needed to do a whole investigation a whole like like check on different cameras and ct like ct cameras and all those things when when you could have done the the send out the alert find people and try to see if you could find connections like it's gonna take you two months to do all this investigation thing and by then people are gonna forget or people you don't even know this person went missing 
Yeah, that's the thing. People didn't know she went missing. I, I don't know who they interviewed, like who they asked these questions to, how deep they went into. They haven't released much of that information. I'm hoping that they're doing their side of it. Um, yeah. I hope they have an actual reason to why they waited six weeks. But so far, this does not make sense with the little, with the no information that we've been given. Yeah. And like you said, there are cases where the public is not involved to keep the victim safe, which we completely understand. But as of now, we have no answers to what happened to Reina. We have no answers to what the police have found. Yeah. This is why the community is upset. And without any doubt, they should be upset. It's two months without having any sort of alert of this missing woman in their in their area. Like, what if there is, like, God forbid, that there's, like, a serial killer on the loose? Like, why would you take two months to alert people right. that a person went missing and then constantly like what you, and you're waiting until there's more people missing or, or murders to happen in order for you to like say anything it's insane it is insane and in an interview with laura varon lopez marcela garcia a columnist who works at the boston globe said that in most cases the media receives information from law enforcement when someone is reported missing. Therefore, that's why there was like no media coverage because they had no idea that Reina was missing because the police did not share this until January 12th. If you now search Reina Morales Rojas on TikTok, you now see videos that people are creating about this case. People are putting her picture in these videos. People are moving. People are using their platforms to bring awareness to her case. We want to find Reina and make sure her case is not put to the side. Las últimas imágenes de Reina fueron captadas en unas cámaras de seguridad. Podemos ver a Reina salir de su hogar en East Boston el 26 de noviembre. Y se ve cuando ella se sube un carro en Bennington Street. Y este carro la deja en Austin Street en Somerville. Se puede ver cuando ella se baja del carro y cruza la calle. Pero de ahí, no sabemos qué pasó. Wow. So that's like the last image of her. That's so crazy. Yeah. Like there's no other like footage that shows like where she went off to or anything. Not from what the um, authorities have but was yeah. she was she going to work that day or do they know they haven't like gone into details they haven't shared okay. in details That's about that yeah once the public was informed about Reina's disappearance advocates friends and volunteers gathered outside the east boston police station with posters and banners of Reina's pictures and with quotes such as todas con Reina." Y mujeres unidas somos fuertes. Si tocas a ella, nos tocas a todas. Y no a la violencia. They feel that Reina has not received the attention she deserves. Therefore, they have taken actions themselves. Lucy Pineda, la directora y fundadora de Latinos Unidos en Massachusetts, una organización que le da servicios a latinos viviendo ahí, dijo que la comunidad tiene preguntas pero nadie les da respuestas. 
Gracias a los esfuerzos de esta organización, más atención se le está dando a Reina. Reina no está sola. Organizadores, trabajadores y voluntarios de Latinos Unidos en Massachusetts, also known as Luma, están buscando la forma de ayudar a Reina, ya que su familia no vive en Estados Unidos. Lucy, al igual, se pregunta por qué la policía dejó que pasaran casi dos meses para informar al público de la desaparición de Reina. En una entrevista con CBS Boston, Lucy dijo, I want to make sure that our resources are equally for everyone. State Senator Lydia Edwards is also using her resources to bring awareness to Reina's case. Counselors Tania Fernandez Anderson and Julia Mejia are also getting involved and stated the following. I imagine being um, being a, a woman and having to, or a family member of a woman having to go to the police, report, police station and report that your family is missing. Imagine looking for them for an entire week and then a month and then months thereafter. Imagine not having any faith in the, in the uh, criminal justice system after that because you're ignored or you're told that um, they're doing everything that they can. But then the minute you see your white counterpart on the news and something's happened, imagine that case being taken care of immediately. That is the reality that people of color face um, with the criminal justice system. I have never heard of a case like this before. To be missing um, November the 26th and not hear about it until January the 12th, that's a long time to go. Julia Mejia is the first Latina elected to the Boston City Council. She recently introduced a resolution calling on police to treat all missing persons equally. In this case, Ms. Morales Rojas is not only a woman of color, but also an immigrant, which further makes her susceptible to dismissive treatment. This is not just the case with Reina. We, we are seeing this across the country, the lack of urgency around missing cases with women of color. According to Marcela Garcia's column on the Boston Globe, in a conversation she had with Alicia, Reina's sister, Alicia mentioned she actually spoke with the Boston police officer in December. Alicia dice que la policía le informó que no tenían pistas, que Alicia tendría que esperar hasta que Reina le hablara y que cuando esto pasara, que Alicia le llamara a la policía y de ahí le irían a buscar. Okay, so... What? First of all, this is a missing person. Don't you think that if the, if she would have had contact with her sister at all during this point, she would she would have any like whereabouts of, of she would understand where her sister is at and what is her whereabouts. Like if if it came to it's so dumb to come to this conclusion that oh okay, I know. she needs she when she contacts you, you could call us so we could take it from there. I'm sorry, but. I mean, not to bring, like, it's sad to bring it up, but, like, when Gabby Petito went missing, she didn't call anybody and tell them she was missing. When, you know, Lacey Peterson, you know, was 
you know, taken away and murdered. She didn't call anybody and told them that she was missing. You know, nobody told anybody that they go missing. Even like the most popular missing cases don't call their family members and be like, oh, I'm missing, by the way. It's stupid. It, it's, it, it's infuriating. There's like so many emotions, right? Throughout this whole case, yeah. there's like so many emotions going on that it's like... To me, it's like... It, like Take a deep breath. After Alicia coming out and saying this, to me, it's like, okay, put this on the police. Then what is that? You know? Why would you tell her that? Like, that's like the number one thing. Like, okay, we accept the fact that you messed up as a, a as a agency, but telling a family member this make it make sense I don't know it's like I don't know why I mean I don't know why they would say this like are they thinking que Reina decided to be like I don't want responsibility so I'm just gonna run away and leave everything yeah. leave my life behind are they expecting I mean, her to call her sister and let her know that I'm like look if she wanted to get away from her responsibilities she's already in the US Exactly. she could have done that her children are in El Salvador. Like, she, she, if she wanted to, she could have been like, "Okay, I don't want to take care of my kids. I'm gonna clean my hands and call it a day, and I'm gonna I'm gonna disappear. I'm not gonna answer the phone calls to like my family members." But like, it makes it so odd to assume that she just wanted to leave, or that she would call to inform her sister that she's going missing. This is why we're upset. This is why we want cases to be treated equal. We want to be treated the same as if another white woman goes missing. We all want to be treated the same. Because exactly. maybe things would be different if different actions were taken quicker. These missing people, should there should be more coverage on TV. It's a how yeah. many, it, when when miss when people when white um, women go missing, we see it all over the news, a which is great. Which is great that yeah. we want them to be found. We want to make sure you know that they get found, but it should be like that for everyone. Yeah, I completely understand. I mean, it just recently when the um, murders happened um, w- with in the college campus with all the. Uh, the other students mm. there was like a constant update every single day we received updates on what happened that day why would like assumptions of who might have done it um informations on the vehicle that was seen in that area like we kept getting informations and when the person got caught like video footage of 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 the body cam we kept seeing all these informations being sent out multiple times a day but yet, a person of color goes missing, and we don't find out about it until we see it on the internet because somebody decided to make a TikTok and and put a voice out there and, and let the community know, hey, this person's missing. I feel like we should all be saying something about it because it's not being shown in the media. Yeah. It's, it's outrageous to think that the community needs to show some sort of push in order to get any sort of reaction from from the police or from the media it's insane that it shouldn't be anybody's job that should be the job of the authorities and and the media 
and people that are are entertainers in media as well like people like youtubers um tiktokers anybody that has a platform when it comes to talking about true crime cases they should put the same effort that they do for white women that go missing to people of color that have gone missing and like there's only there's only a few people in the true crime community that actually put the effort that to put cases out there of, of women that go missing or people that go missing that aren't specifically white people and it sucks to have to be that type of of like how we have to like have like a very like niche perspective within our podcast in order to show that there's missing people out there that there's people of color that are suffering like how why is it that it has to fall into somebody else's responsibility because the media doesn't want to show or doesn't have the or it's not being ability to show yeah yeah like it sucks uh, we'll like, all continue to do this hasta yeah. que algo cambie. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, from from the bottom of my, of my heart, I do appreciate the people that actually put the work and yeah. go out there and and support you know these causes and and especially put put a voice to those that that feel voiceless because sometimes you know to to people that have missing people in their lives they don't have the energy to do it or they don't have the strength to do it right away and that's why they need the the most support so i'm happy that uh, that alicia and, and and her family have that support from the community yeah. within boston to yeah. show that the fact that that they're not alone that they will help them during this journey um exactly. wherever it takes them yeah that all these council women and um the lamu organization i'm so grateful that they took action and are there to help the family. Exactly. Sus hijos siguen con la esperanza de que volverán a ver a su madre. Y eso es lo que todos queremos. Reina is described as a Hispanic woman, 5 feet 5 inches tall, weighing about 145 pounds. She has black hair and brown eyes. Anyone with information is asked to call 911 the Boston Police at 617-343-4328 or the Massachusetts State Police at 617-697-6600. Anonymous tips can be also can also be made by calling the Crime Stoppers tip line at 1-800-494-TIPS or texting the word TIP to CRIME 27463. You can also call LUMA, the Latinos Unidos and Massachusetts organization, at 617-381-0015. And to all of our listeners, especially in these cases, in these missing person cases, we ask from all of you to please share our post, share her picture, use hashtags such as Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag missing person, hashtag Boston police, Boston community, Reina Morales Rojas, hashtag Luma, whatever you guys can think of connected to this case when you post her picture. Because even if you don't know her, even if you don't live in Boston or near, um, even if in your friends list people, you know, they don't know her, as long as we share it with these hashtags, 
her picture will keep rolling online. It'll keep coming up. So we please ask all of you, if you, if all of you were to just share her picture once, we can help even if it's in this way. Definitely. And again, we will include um, all the information in the description of this podcast episode, as well as our social media accounts, um, just in case you might need um, to, to need that information at With some the point. Numbers, yeah. Yeah. And also, um, we will share this, all her images and everything on our social media as well. And we will include it in um, the video of uh, on our reels and our TikToks. Um, based on this uh, specific episode um, I know that it's sometimes feels very difficult to do such a thing because you're like well I can't do anything I can't make a difference but just because you feel like you can't do it some other person might see it and that person might know somebody in Boston that that might have known what happened so it, as it, it, it might be such a small part but in the end uh, it, it, it can always make a difference mm-hmm. so Again, if you have any information, um, please uh, share uh, with the with, with with anybody that um, you can reach to uh, based on the information that Ali just told you guys. And this is the disappearance of Reina Carolina Morales Rojas. So that was the episode for this week. Um, again, we will include all the information. Um, in the description of this podcast episode as well as all of our social media posts Um, and again just because you might not know her or might not know what happened to her um, doesn't mean that you can't help as long as you're sharing it to the community um, to your followers or to you know on twitter facebook instagram tiktok it doesn't matter anything helps the internet is such a wonderful tool when it comes to searching for missing people, and um, I feel like a lot of a lot of people feel like they can't make a difference. But in fact, you can always make a difference. Just you know, share it and put it out there. It doesn't have to be our episode. It could always be an, an image that you find online right. with the yeah. information. Just share it. Um, as long as you know, you, you try to help out. It's it's all that matters. Um, but once again, thank you all for listening and thank you all for um, catching up with us again this week. Um, if you want to follow us on our social media accounts, you can um, follow us on Twitter, on uh, Instagram and on TikTok as at SVSM underscore podcast. Or you could find us on Facebook as Sovelos Macaro Podcast. Um, we're pretty much the first thing that pops out on all of these platforms. So, you know. You can find us at that way. Um, also, if you want to listen to the 66 episodes that we have done prior to this case, you can listen to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Amazon Music, and on Google Podcasts. And also, if you are willing to download the Latina Podcasters Network uh, app, you can find our episodes there and also the rest of the cat- uh, catalog that they offer of other Latinas within the podcast community. Um, and yeah, uh, we appreciate all that you guys do for listening, for following, and for talking to us. We really appreciate it. Yep. Please share. Please yes, share her story. Please share. And again, to repeat what Ali said earlier today, um, it's not about uh, it's not about race. 
it's not about um, excluding a specific uh, ethnicity. Um, we just we just want people to have the equal opportunity to be found and for their information to be out there and for the authorities to put as much effort as they would to anybody else. Um, so again, uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for reaching out also and uh, for following us through this journey. We really appreciate it. And um, yeah. yeah. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Stay spooky.